like we share a pretty transparent but a lot of people maybe they just share the good stuff and then you don't know like yeah you guys are the best and it's like what is happening when the camera's off and they don't share a lot of that stuff so don't like idolize other people's relationships don't think that other people have it perfect and um the comparison game is always a losing game i always say that i always think about that so but when people are struggling and, and you, they're going through things uh pray for them yeah. um, that's always helpful i'm kaitia and i'm jarell welcome to our podcast where we talk about glowing through life instead of just going through life it's a his and hers perspective about modern topics and hot button issues from christians just like you well let's get into it welcome back to another episode of glowing through it Oh my gosh. Today's episode is about my parents basically looked at your comments and your assumptions about my parents. Um, and they're going to be reacting to that when you're seeing them on, on camera and you will be seeing them answer them or comment to them basically like what they think about it. I hope you enjoy the video. Hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Glowing Through It. My name is Jarrell Connor, and this is my wife. Kaitia Lamore. <laughs> Hi. So today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a topic. I promise you we have a topic. So it's um, reacting to people's assumptions about us. So I have my trusty notes here. Um, so God has led us to be more open and transparent in this season. So we've been sharing a lot more about our testimonies and different things online in different areas. So uh, we have our 13th anniversary coming up, 13 years um, of us being married. And what, when, what's the date? Oh, we want to tell them the date? Yeah. We're being open and transparent. Why not? So the date is September the 12th. And so that is our 13th anniversary. And... A lot of people leave comments, and even on our, um, our one of our previous podcasts about um, your unpopular dating opinions. So that one went really well. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to kind of have a conversation with you guys out there. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of things happening publicly, and people have a lot of different opinions or assumptions. So um, we thought it'd be interesting to kind of go into some of those. So mm -hmm. if you had anything... You can add it now or we can just get into it. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for those who sent it in. We did a poll. Well, I did a community post on YouTube and then I did like an Insta story on Instagram. So these are Instagram and YouTube assumptions. So thank you so much for sending them in. And it's good to talk to you guys again. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's just get into them. So we're going to do round robin. I think that's what it's called. Where we kind of alternate and go back and forth. So I'll do the first one. This is from Art of J. Jarrell is a huge gamer and Kaitia is a huge bookworm. Okay, so that's the assumption. Uh, it's, it's interesting because I'm not actually a huge gamer. Uh, I was growing up. I was really into video games and that was kind of our thing. Like my friends in high school would stay over in the weekend and we like we played resident evil all weekend and we like beat the game or we played like various games um that were out that were popular 
uh, and like even my uh, older brother and his friends bringing over new game systems and like trying them out and like there is so so much of my life was built into games mm-hmm. and I think I stopped playing games a lot once I ended up working for a game company I worked for electronic arts for a while I don't know if there was a connection there because I mean I had a great experience there but I think my priorities shifted because my work became a primary focus I think and even though I got like cheap games and all giving them to family members or or them buying it from me or whatever um, my game my gaming career kind of dwindled and now I kind of play just like with my kids when they're um, when they want to jump on the PlayStation or something like that and then bookworm that's that was kind of the similar story, <laughs> right? You gonna say anything about it or? Yeah, it's funny because if you would have talked to like middle school us and high school us, like that would have been so accurate. Like I was always in a book when I was growing up and I think it only stopped like right around the time we got married. Cause it was just when life happened and we were consumed with being adults, paying bills and working on our relationship. It's like, I just didn't find myself being interested in, cause I know some people they'll be newlyweds and they'll look into like, I want to read this newlywed book. I want to do this newlywed devotional. I want to, um, just build myself up in things that I'm interested in. And, and for some reason for me, it just like plummeted, but I will say I do like reading, but most of the reading I did when I was younger was because I didn't really have a social life. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I think if I did, I probably would have, um, would have not read as much, but my books were my friends and they were always consistently around. But it's funny because I still love reading like articles, blog posts, devotionals. It's just not, not a lot of books, not really like going to the bookstore getting a book haul, which seems to be super popular now. A lot of girls, a lot of young women YouTubers that I follow seem to be like, this is my my July book haul is like four books, everything I read in 2021. And it's just like all these books. And I was like, wow, I think it's because of the pandemic though, gave people a lot more free time. But yeah, I still love reading, but I think it's funny that once I stopped reading so much, I wrote a lot more. Like that seemed to be how writing and reading kind of morphed um the student becomes a teacher like (laughs) that kind of thing but yeah you're it's so funny though because i it's like how would you even know that but yeah gamer bookworm that was totally us yeah and i do have appreciation for video games i still i'll probably design a game maybe at some point in the future but um that was a a good assumption i guess Mm -hmm. uh so the next one beauty oh beautiful soul you both discussed the possibility of homeschooling your kids before you decided to get married. That was a hard pass. That was a hard no. I never, I, it's funny because as a very shy child, I would have loved to be homeschooled. That was like my dream. I want it so bad, but my parents didn't want to or have the means to do that. So I I ended up going to public school, but I was never intending on homeschooling at all. And I don't even know if we talked about it before getting married. And even in our early married years didn't come up. It wasn't until I held my daughter and she was a few weeks old that the Holy Spirit told me you will be homeschooling your children. And I was like, 
I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, not a part of the plan. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And it is very time consuming. It is a lot. It's a huge responsibility. I'm not going to say like, oh, homeschooling is so easy and it's effortless. Like having your kids all of the time, all of the time, all responsibilities on you is a lot. And there are some days where I'm just like, this is crazy <laughs> like to not have time away yeah. um, as much as other parents do. But I would say the pros for us definitely outweigh the cons and I am glad to do it and I don't see myself ever I don't see myself ever not homeschooling. Maybe having a teacher come to the house, like yeah. that kind of thing, but still schooling my children in the house. But it all depends on what God wants to do. But as far as I know, up until they graduate high school, they will be homeschooled. That was a good one. Um, so Gilbert Luis asks, I'm trying to answer this the best way I can. Uh, separately, you love God and together you love God. That's awesome. And it shows. But you are also both camera conscious. I think sometimes the camera can get in the way, but you try to put it first because it's for God that you're doing it too. So I think he's saying that we're both like maybe conscious of the camera being on or even self-conscious -con of it, but we put out videos because we know it's for God and, and God wants us to use our voice to reach people. So like for me, I don't, I know you basically you've been in front of the camera and that was kind of like your thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was never my thing. Um, even in, in like high school, I had like English English class where I'd be getting bad grades, not because I was a bad student, but because I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do the oral reports for the book reports, and like and I just was terrified. I didn't want to be in front of the class and all that stuff. So in college, I had a speech class, and that seemed to kind of dispel a lot of that that fear. And I never was really. I didn't want to be in front of the camera, but I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. So I think when we get on the camera, for me, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. to do this. But the more that I've done it, I definitely felt that God was getting me out of that, like thinking that it was too much or that it wasn't for me. And um, just continue to roll with what God says to do. And it's like whenever you step out in faith, like with Moses, he could have been the mouthpiece. Um, but he was so scared of being the voice and he didn't have confidence. So whenever God calls you to do stuff, just step out in faith yeah. and do it. And he'll give you the means to do it. And that's yeah. kind of what I'd say. And I would say for me, even though I felt a calling to the like performing, that's a character. That's something you put on and it's not you. But as far as me showing myself, that is something that's harder. And I'd say as far as like even just being conscious of the camera or even if you mean being self-conscious in front of the camera, I'd say nowadays especially, because um, I feel like I was in kind of a big groove like in 2018 2019 like when I first started like dedicating myself to my channel um, spreading the gospel through my YouTube channel I felt like it was just like um, uh, I don't know <coughs> on the job training where you just feel like God is throwing you into something but as you're doing it you're getting better so I used to have to edit out some stuff if I didn't say it correctly or if I felt like it was confusing and nowadays my goal is always to try to all the way through unless something happens a light falls somebody has a coughing fit like whatever I try to just not edit it yeah. and so in that sense I'm careful like 
in my head, I'm constantly like, how can I make this clear? How can I also in these days say things <laughs> that is the truth, but also try to be not as not offensive as possible, even though some truth is people are just offended by it these days. So it's like constantly just feeling like, could this be something that upsets people, gets me canceled? Is this like ma making sure that this is something God is calling me to say because I don't want to say anything that God isn't calling me to say? So it's just like, um, to be honest, when we do podcasts and videos, it feels very heavy. It feels like a big assignment and it doesn't just feel like click on the camera and talk. <laughs> I feel like, oh my gosh, like we have to do a podcast and like, here we go, like get myself prayed up, get myself geared up. And afterwards, I just feel completely exhausted. Like the podcast days, the filming days I do, I just feel so tired because um, it just feels heavy. It feels like a lot and it feels like a big assignment, even if it doesn't seem like it to you guys or it doesn't seem like we're saying anything all that deep. We just really want to be doing what God wants us to do and saying what he wants us to say because I ain't trying to get in trouble with the Lord. And then you're also just like, I know this is going to be backlash because I just know it is, you know, and I don't want to talk about this and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to because God told me to and he's given me courage. So it's just a lot of things that go in our minds. And then obviously just the physical setting up of camera yeah. lights and making sure our kids are either napping or got snacks and things to do. That's also. And that doesn't always work out <laughs> it does not. like today. It didn't work out today. It's, it's a whole thing. So. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, so this one's easy. Uh, Bobby Sagar, you both are preacher's kids. You can take In the sense of actual preachers, like in the pulpit, no. Um, we both grew up in Christian households or people of faith. Like <laughs> my mom, my dad and his mom are both Catholic. My mom and his dad are non-denominational so we grew up going to some sort of service some sort of religious like experience um but not in this the sense of like they're in the pulpit but i would say my mom definitely has a gift for teaching and preaching so i i know that that's on our family and in our generational like bloodline there are certain gifts that you'll notice families have and so i definitely feel like that is a thing for for myself but it, that's it's funny because I don't think anybody's ever assumed that no. about us and I'm just like I kind of want to ask like what is it about us that makes you think that because um, I don't think we've ever even said anything that would make people think that but it's an interesting assumption you said most of it but I think the only thing I could think of is like that I do have a teaching background or some part of me God put there about uh -huh. teaching because I have taught at different levels um, so that might be like my approach to my videos and stuff that I say is coming from yeah. that kind of teacher yeah. perspective. Ariel Powell, you guys are at the point in your marriage where y'all rarely argue or fight. Uh, I would say that, I'd say that's true because it is rare that we argue or fight. I think it, that happened a lot more earlier when we were, and I think that's going to be common. You're coming from different ways of communication and what one person's saying is not always meaning the same thing. So it takes years to get to a place where there's understanding and clear, clearer communication mm -hmm. and even um, learning about that other person better and being more kind of connected. So it is rare. And I think usually we just, if something's going on that's like external, that may cause us to be like stressed or pressed like spread too thin amongst like, oh, we're doing all this stuff. We're doing so much. And the kids are yelling and the kids are, and I think that makes like our, 
our allotment or allowment for um, slack for things to get shortened. Yeah, yeah. Um, but generally, yeah, it, it's very rare at this point that we'll be like getting into arguments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and the next one is similar um, from April Ray. You guys appear to be the perfect match. My assumption is that you guys rarely argue, and if there is one, you both agree to disagree. Yeah, I'd say, honestly, there's very few things that we do disagree on. I think the, I'd say recently, because like he said, in our early days, it was not good. <laughs> like, it was not okay. Um, communication was just really bad, and I think that was like the part that probably made the most arguments and there were more often and we've tried to learn to communicate better but i'd say these days if there is something it is like we're we're at the end of our rope because if our kids have been trolling us all day it's hard to be patient especially for me i will admit that that i'm the one who would probably be like i need to leave the room because i'm gonna lose it and so um there's just like you're around your kids all day, you work from home, you homeschool, like everything is just like you're always around each other. So it can get a little like intense. But I would say nowadays, if we personally argue about something, I feel like what I remember most is just if there's some sort of like misunderstanding or miscommunication where like, I feel like I'm saying something or trying to explain something or trying to get an answer. And I'm like, why does it feel like we're speaking two different languages right now? Like, why is this so hard to get an answer or to give an answer that you understand? And sometimes in those moments, I'm just like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Like, I don't know what's happening. And if it's not cr crucial, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And cause whatever is going on, like, we'll revisit this if we need to. Cause I think that even happened today where I was like asking about something and you're answering me. And I was like, but no, this is my question. You're like, yeah, I get your question. This is the answer. And I'm like, I don't understand why I don't get it. I I don't want to talk <laughs> and so that that can kind of happen but we're definitely not like a perfect couple I don't believe those exist and as far as a perfect match I would say God ordained match where we definitely believe God gave us the confirmation to go ahead and get married and mm -hmm. over time is when we realize year after year why we fit together and it's almost like learning that like learning why we fit together there's a show that we like um, called married at first sight that is about experts who pair together these um, individuals who say they're ready for marriage and then they they never have met each other they meet at the altar they get married but because the experts have interviewed them um, and done this vetting process they're putting them together like these would make a great match so over time some of these couples will say like now i see why the experts matched us like i get why they matched us they still might not stay married but they'll at least be like now i see why the experts matched us so i kind of feel like that was well i really feel like that with god not kind of where it's a now i see even more why god matched us and put us together and it's a it's a growing process like each of us individually are growing mm -hmm. and with our walk with god and then you come together and then you have to grow together mm -hmm. so even when god god sees everything in the future so he knows the traits i have and the traits that you have and he's bringing them together and he knows the potential for us if we walk with him and then we work through it mm -hmm. and you can kind of work through pretty much almost anything in a marriage and when you realize those traits and you start to cultivate them what happening is a mug throwing out hello welcome back censored it that's kind of funny because you'll see why but go ahead okay so 
Yeah, so when you're growing together and growing in your in your traits, then you may not realize them fully at, at the start. And then as you go through the years, then you're like, okay, these things really help. Mm-hmm. Like they're really coming in handy. They're really coming in clutch when these things arise later. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Uh, flame Emperor. <laughs> Assumption one. Kaitia is the more introverted and shy one and Jarrell is extroverted. Assumption two. You both rarely watch TV. So, um, I guess you talked about yourself being more introverted. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would call that myself extroverted. I think I was mostly shy throughout all of school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after school, probably somewhere in college, uh, I've, I kind of realized I am more of a person that will kind of... I don't know. I think it's like shut off a turn on a switch where it's like, okay, I got to give a speech to people or I got to do a live painting in front of a class or I'm addressing like a class full of students or something. And I, it's almost like performance based. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I, I think I noticed this first when I started dancing cause I never danced. I never went anywhere where there was music and I never danced in <laughs> to all throughout high school and some of college. And then in college I finally, Oh, they have music playing here. And I like, this music and I realize I like to dance and then it's kind of a thing where it's like once I understand that I like to do that then I will do that regardless of if people are watching and no one's on a dance floor and me and my friends would go and they'd be like nobody's dancing who wants to be the first person to dance like I don't care I'll go out and I'll dance and it was almost like I know people are like exhibitionists but I'm not doing it for people but I, I see like a thing that I have to do and I just do it so mm-hmm. I don't know what I would classify I don't even know if I've taken any of those personality tests mm-hmm. or whatever but that's kind of how I approach like I usually am quiet unless I need to not be <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of a thing um and in terms you can answer the if you want to talk more about introversion mm-hmm. or, but in terms of the tv um we do watch a good amount of tv we have a lot of shows and things that we like sometimes they go away or sometimes mm-hmm. they end mm-hmm. um we don't watch as much tv as we used to but we definitely like our shows like when there are shows that are quality shows that we like sitting down together like as a family and if there are different shows that are just for us and just us that's important to us Mm -hmm. where it's like we are in entertainment that is part of our what we do and and there is um an appreciation for good tv or good films and we we like to sit down and watch them as time permits, we don't do it all day, mm-hmm. but we're not like, oh, we couldn't possibly put our TV on and sit in front of it kind yeah. of people. Yes, being in entertainment, we, like he said, when there's something really good, um, we could blow through like a season of a show. <laughs> like it's harder these days because if our kids are like, I want to watch Tattoons and they just won't chill out enough for us to watch stuff, then you're just like, okay, like this is seems to be their limit. But yeah, we do like t- TV. And then with the introvert thing, I was glad that someone asked this. Like once I read it, I was like, this is a great question because I want to talk about this, is that with being introvert versus extrovert, I know a lot of people will look at personality tests and even just say like, this is how I was growing up. This is how I'll always be. Me, nowadays, I can start up a conversation with anybody. I can 
small talk used to terrify me. Now I'm just like, Ooh, girl, like what you, where'd you get that bag? And like, you know, whatever, like starting conversations. And I realized after I got more comfortable and I was like, why do I, why am I okay with talking to people and like strangers in public or meeting people at church? Like this is not me. And it's because when I was an introvert or shy, it's because I was, I was walking around basically terrified all the time. I was scared. I was living in fear. And one thing that made it hard for me to socialize is because I had so many insecurities about myself where I was just like, I don't know what character this person would like the most that I can put on in order for them to want to be around me. So around different people, I would kind of act different ways because I realized, oh, they don't really like this part of me or they don't really like that part of me. So like, this is what they like. This is what they want. I can give them that, then I can go home and I'll be exhausted and I'll be like, I hate going out. I don't want to go to a party. I don't want to go to a dinner. Even just going to church, I was like, I can't stand small talk and I don't want to talk to anybody. And oh my gosh, like, because it was this whole, like you said, a performance. Yeah. It was a production every time I was being social. And the only people I could be around and be myself around, it felt like, was my family, people who knew me, who were fine with different sides of my personality and stuff. So nowadays I'm, I'm more... Um, I'm less, way less reserved, um, but also more knowledgeable about why I do the things I do. And if something is a trauma response versus if something is maturity, it's okay to change. It's okay to evolve. It's okay with different life seasons to be around different types of people for different types of things. So I don't think, just make sure you're not boxing yourself in and, and controlling yourself to stay into this category that you feel that you're in. Because anybody, most people I've met who were shy and introverted, it, it was a trauma response. It was because they had been through something that made them insecure or afraid or living in, in anxiety and stuff like that. And I don't think that's of God. It's fine to be reserved. It's fine if you don't have to talk all of the time or be around people all the time. But if it's something that drains you and it terrifies you, that you better get to the root of that. Thank you for sharing that. Mwah. I'm not wearing any. <laughs> it's not okay. Good. Um, so I mean, that, you had to talk a lot on that one. Um, so I can answer the first part of this. Is, is the last one? Um, naturally, me, Marie. My assumption is that you guys never had to go to marriage counseling or consider divorce. Y'all seem like the perfect couple. Um, I'll just talk about the first part, and then you can kind of handle the rest. Um, yeah, we've never, like, had to go to marriage counseling. and Like, we've had it in a way that was we didn't, like, plan to. I think it would have been made God made us to do it, basically, because we were part of a, um, I guess they were filming a new, the segment of a marriage counseling seminar program and they had like a companion video part so they had a lot of different couples like newly married couples and we were only married what was it like two years or something it was pretty early it in was our 2013 so. okay so it was like yeah four years or so into it so we basically had to go through the program they filmed everything we had the we had the counselors there and all the couples kind of interacted and engaged in the questions and we learned about communication we learned about all these things that were that we had never been taught because we weren't really like we were not well prepared for marriage we knew that god called us to each other mm -hmm. but we didn't have a lot of um preparation i'll just say that and 
this was a program that guy was like, hey, you're filmed, you're cast, you're, this is a job. We were paid mm-hmm. to do it. You go drive all the way down here to go do this. And we did. And then what we realized is like, wow, we don't know so much about communication. communication. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest shifts in our communication was understanding the principles and the the strategies and ways to better communicate. So we were very grateful mm-hmm. <laughs> that God had that for us yeah. um, because um, it was very helpful yeah. like in the times beyond there, going past that. And um, in terms of have we ever considered divorce, we shared about like that period of time. Um, like I, for me personally, I never considered it, but we had had points where there were rocky times where mm-hmm. like arguments and then like, and wrapping it up times. Um, but you can kind of talk a little bit about that since this one's free. Yeah. So I'd say with the, the program that we did, it was called couple talk and it was from a married couple who was mentoring basically couples about communication. So we did a three day shoot or two or three day shoot. And it was, um, giving us a lot of helpful tools. And one thing that was the answer prayer about that was we, I wanted to do premarital counseling before we got married, but because we were in a long distance relationship and because God called us to get married very quickly, we just didn't have the time. So it was just wonderful that by chance, basically by Holy Spirit, like that this opportunity was opened up to us. But even after that, around a time where we went through a really horrible time in our relationship, the Lord called, basically told me like, there's a couple um, that was in a church we used to go to that God told me, you need to sit down with them and you need to meet with them. And I was like, I don't really know if they're going to have all the answers. I don't know what the key is that they're going to share with us, but I was open to it. Cause I was just like, this is the last chance, <laughs> honestly. So that was, um, 2000, Oh, that was the end of 2017. Yeah. So right then it was a huge turning point. And we only met twice with them in that capacity. Two key things that they told us where it was just like, it basically unlocked something where I was like, okay, wow. Like no married couple has ever shared that with us. No married couple has ever made us feel okay that we didn't know everything and that we were going by faith and that there was a lot of things that we just hadn't mastered or understood yet. So just being with them and the Lord calling us to meet with them, I was just like, that was very critical. And our marriage basically has never been the same (laughs) since then. That was the beginning of like the best part of our relationship really was with them um, and God leading us that way. So there's a few times that God just sent us into, you know, these blessings. Um, to help with our with our marriage, um, so yeah, we definitely needed it though. And I I have yet to meet any marriage that hasn't been at that point. To be honest, in all the couples we know, whether they God ordained or they're Christians or they're not saved, all of them, especially if they've been married for several years, all of them were like, yeah, I was really I was ready to call it a day. And I was just like, wow, that's terrible. (laughs) So making it 13 years is not 50, you know, like his parents. But I'm just like, man, this is a long time in these days (laughs) having this marriage 13 years. So I feel very, oh, I'm so grateful. And I I just feel so blessed. And like we were just spared from just a horrible, horrible decision that could have been made. Having a successful marriage, I won't say it's essential, but it's very helpful when you have family or friends around you that actually support you and that want your 
marriage to thrive and that know the Lord. That's really important to have those those fixtures in place. Um, Because if they're the opposite, then they can just pull pull you down and tear you apart. And um, just seeking God in it. Because it's constantly a a learning experience and a learning curve. So having that support and seeking God. Because God brought us to the help that we needed. And in each time, if you're just willing to work Mm -hmm. together and work through things, you can work through almost anything. Um, So I did want to leave with... Uh, scripture. Uh, I mean, I think th- even the importance of bringing this thing up about um, responding to um, or reacting to your assumptions is sometimes we can look at people online and like there's like the hashtag couple goals and mm-hmm. this, this, you guys are perfect this. And, and it's um, those things don't exist. And, and everybody's relationship is their own. Every, everybody goes through their own trials, ups mm-hmm. and downs. And there's so much that you don't see um, that people like we share pretty transparent, but a lot of people, maybe they just share the good stuff and then you don't know, like, yeah, you guys are the best. And it's like, what is happening when the camera's off? And yeah. they don't share a lot of that stuff. So, um, don't like idolize other people's relationships. Don't think that other people have it perfect. And, um, the comparison game is always a losing game. I always say that. I always think about that. So, but when people are struggling and, and you, they're going through things, uh, pray for them yeah. um that's always helpful so proverbs uh let's see 18 to fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinions that kind of deals more with gossip or just people in a negative way assuming i don't think anybody had negative assumptions on here but if people just assume the worst about mm-hmm. people um we don't do that and matthew 7 1 do not judge or you too will be judged and you can judge people two ways you can judge them as like oh you guys are the worst for doing this and then you're like you're being a hypocrite because you're doing something worse. And that's the context of this verse. But you can also be like, you guys have it the best because you have everything, this and this. And it's like, those are judgments that both ways are kind of unhealthy or not necessarily based on reality. Um, So that's kind of it. I can close in prayer and then you want to do the thing. Okay. Do the thing. Do Do your thing. Uh, Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to share of our lives and really communicate and and have a conversation or or address what people are saying to us. And um, it's really interesting to hear um, what people think uh, and assumptions may be out there based on how we live our lives and what you've led us and called us to share. Um, We just pray that uh, everybody out there would be blessed and that the information and the knowledge that we share today that you led us to will be um, more than just informative, but will be helpful for people even in their own walk and their lives and in their relationships and their walk with you, Lord. Uh, Please help this to bring uh, comfort and uh, to be an exhortation for people to strive uh, for you and strive for your plans for their lives and your best. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Oh, my throat's a little dry. I gotta drink some water. Can you? Oh. What's that? What's this, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, I have launched a new collection of Lamoran Christ. What's this, you ask? What is that? What's this, you ask? <laughs> What's, what's this, you ask? Do you have a bag laying around? I just have a bag laying around. 
So basically, the Lord called me to do a new collection of Lamore and Christ clothing. Thank you so much to everyone who has ever gone to LamoreandChrist.com, plug, 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 uh, <laughs> to buy um, my other line of Lamore and Christ clothing that came out uh, either 2018 or 2019, can't remember. But anyways, thank you so much for doing that, um, for supporting me with that. I do get a portion of the sales and it helps with getting equipment and <laughs> spending time to do these podcast episodes, but I have four new designs. Designs. I designed three of them and Jarrell designed one. We'll put graphics on the screen. So the one that he's wearing, um, I'll put it on the screen because you probably can't see it. It's called Simply Put. And it's just a very basic, simple design that says Lamore in Christ. My shirt that I'm wearing is called Have a Blessed Day. And it's it just says Lamore in Christ over and over and have a blessed day. It's based on those thank you bags that you get from different stores where it just says thank you, thank you, thank you. And it says have a nice day. And then the mug is called, um, it has a heart design on it. It has a heart with a cross in the middle. And it says Lamore in Christ. And that one's called 8-Bit. And he designed it based on like 8-Bit um, artwork. Graphics. Graphics. <laughs> yeah. So you'll see in the screen how that looks. And then this one is called 80s Baby. So I was born in 1986. And you know when people are 80s baby, they always say, I'm an 80s baby. Like 80s babies are the best. It's funny because if you look on my website, the color don't look nothing like that. It's still a cool bag. This is a, the small duffel bag. It still looks really cool and it's very good quality. The color is just off and I don't know if it's because of the fabric and how they printed, but anyways, it'll, it'll still work and it'll still be great, <laughs> but I'm glad I ordered one so that I know, like just expect a little bit of a color difference maybe with the bags. But yeah, so four designs and you can go on lamorenchrist.com to see them. And I'm actually gonna be giving away a t-shirt to you guys. So one winner, who comments on this video, all you have to do is comment which design is your favorite. You can comment below, and this is only for YouTube. YouTube only is who's gonna get to enter this, and you can just comment below what's your favorite design, and it's gonna be going until September 30th. It ends Friday, September 30th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I'll be choosing a winner on Saturday, October 1st. So if you want to enter that giveaway, go ahead. And if you just want to buy stuff and support your cause of your girl and your boy, you can go ahead and do that too. And if you want to support him, he has a website. It's theredr.com and he has a bunch of t-shirt designs and he's working on his next book. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on over there. And if you want to donate, thank you so much for every donation. If it's a dollar, if it's a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Especially in these times, it never hurts to have a couple extra bucks, like to be honest. So thank you for that. You can go to paypal.me slash Kaitilamore and it's on it's on the screen, so you'll see it. But anyways, that is all we have for today. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for watching this video. Like, it really makes my heart pound uh, in, a, in a good way. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and ring that bell. Ding, ding, ding. And oh, and also, don't forget to go to the LamarInChrist.com to get this, how, this special, special hat just like me. Bye. We love you. you so